four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to this very important study today. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee, your host on Connecting the Dots. Let's get into Connecting the Dots. Let's let's try to get some real understanding of God's word rightly divided. Okay? Okay, without any further ado, to my listeners that's been uh, keeping up with my podcasts and my shows and the series that I have been doing, I've been doing a study out of a book called God's Secret, which is authored and written by Marianne Menley out of San Diego, California. Marianne Menley out of San Diego, California. For the ones that's been keeping up with that teaching, you know where I left off at. You don't have to do a lot of research or go back to the previous shows. But for the new listeners that's tuning in to this uh, this show, to this uh, this study out of this book, my recommendation is for you to go back to the previous 18 or the previous 19, because this will be section 20 of the study on God's Secret by Marianne Manley. That way you can get updated and informed of what I am teaching and what I am reading out of, so you won't be kind of confused going further in the future, okay? All right, how's everybody? I'd like to say hello to my listeners and every everyone, the ones that's listening and everything. I'd like to thank you all for listening to my show. I'd like to thank my international listeners from Germany, the Philippines, Spain, and all around. And I'd like to uh, thank my American USA listeners as well for tu- tuning in to this special show. This is Connecting the Dots, and I'm going to connect the dots reading out of the book by a teacher, outstanding teacher out of San Diego, California. Marion Manley. So what I'm going to do now, I don't have any announcement. I'm not going to have any announcements, you know, during this teaching and everything from now on because I want to give, get all the time that I can in reading and teaching out of this books to kind of shorten the time constraints and try to get through the book as well, okay? So without any further ado, I'm going to start off where I left off, and I'm going to start off with Paul's second apostolic journey. This will be section Number 20 out of God's Secret, out of Marianne Manley's book, God's Secret, okay? So I'm going to get right into that, and I just want everyone that's listening to this just to pay attention because I'm going to try to go as slow as I can. And if you have a pen, or my advice is you have a pen, a notebook or a pencil, whatever, so you can write notes down and everything. As I put scriptures there, you don't have to go back and read them at that particular time, but you can just retract and go back uh, and hit those different scriptures when this is over with. But right now, I just want you to pay attention on the, the reading and the teaching that I will be doing. I'm going to also just try to keep it so much that I can just read slowly so you can understand what Marion book Marion Manley is getting out of her book because this is her writing and I will let you know when I'm just trying to make a historical breakdown of certain events and stuff like that. If I know, you know, I will try to do that, but I will interrupt the, uh, the context of the reading of this book when something like that come apart, okay? But for right now, I will let you know that I'm going to be quoting verbatim out of The Secret by Marianne Manley. You know her book. Okay. 
Now, what I'm going to start off right now, I also like to call this my treasure hunt. And excuse me, I'm talking low right now and everything because I have a soreness inside my tongue and everything. It's just kind of keeping me from slowing down and I have to get that fixed or whatever like that. So I really just cannot get into it like I, I usually do. But hopefully, you know, you can get a good understanding of this teaching now and it, it keeps me from going slow. Also, I like to keep this at least about at least from now, at least from 20 more minutes from now, then I'm going to cut it short and then I'm going to go from there. But I want you all to get a really good understanding of what this is. This is God's timeline. Okay, saints? And this, uh, this show is for believers only. It's for Christians only. But if you're not a believer, you're welcome to listen in to it. But you will not get the gist and the meat and the spiritual fulfillment of Bible teaching that's dealing with, you know, deep teaching. And unless you are spirit-filled and you are, your spirit has been renewed. And the only way that can happen is if you if you were saved by receiving Jesus Christ in your heart, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Okay? So without any further ado, I'm going to get into section number 20. Remember, this is section number 20 on Paul's second apostolic journey. All right. Reading. Sometime after they returned to Antioch, Paul wanted to take another apostolic journey to check on the churches. Barnabas insisted on bringing Mark. His name is John Mark. His full Mark. His full name is John Mark. But Paul refused to bring him since he had deserted them on the first trip. They split up. Paul took Silas and they were joined by Timothy and Lystra and Dr. Luke and Troas. They were converting Jews and Gentiles by the power of the gospel of Christ whenever they could. They ran into trouble in Philippi where Paul and Silas were jailed. Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll find all this reading. Scripture arise as Acts 16 and 31. Acts 16 and 31. Continue reading and quoting. After their release, more trouble followed in Thessalonica and Berea. Paul had to jump on his ship to Athens. He preached at Mars Hill. Then Paul went to, the, to, went to Corinth. Silas and Timothy joined him there. Paul preached Christ crucified for our sins and risen again wherever he went. Now, on Paul's third apostolic journey, reading on his third apostolic journey, Paul spent nearly three years in Ephesus. For two of those years, he taught at a school, so all Asia Minor, Modern-day Turkey, that's Asia Minor, is modern-day Turkey after they heard him. The school of one, Tyrannus, and this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord, Jesus, both Jews and Greeks, Greeks and meaning Gentiles. You can find all this in Acts 19, 9 and 10. Acts 19, 9 and 10. Continue quoting from the book. This profitable ministry lasted until the silver and coppersmiths caught such an uproar, uproar that it was safest for him to leave. Paul, that is. The metal workers who made shrines to the false goddess Diana were upset that Paul was making them. 
lose lose customers since lose they was losing customers since so many in that great city of Ephesus now trusting in the gospel of Christ. Moreover, brethren, I Paul, this is Paul speaking now, declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye are saved. Now this is the gospel Paul is quoting. And wherein you stand, by which also you are saved. In other words, this is the gospel that saves you. Okay, listen to this, saints. When you witness to somebody, make sure you take them to the scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. This is explaining the gospel to them on how to be saved. Remember, I'm reading, quoting. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, and do not start believing in something else such as what you have done, unless you have believed in vain or believed in for nothing. For I, Paul, delivering to you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ, which is God in the flesh, I'm reading out this book, this is what she's saying, Christ, God in the flesh, died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. You find all this, this is the gospel of salvation for, uh, for today, which is 1 Corinthians 1 and 4, 1 Corinthians 1 and 4, okay? Now, Paul traveled through Macedonia, Illyricum, Dalmatia, former Yugoslavia. Dalmatia is the former Yugoslavia. Back to Corinth and then back to Greece. Through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. So that from Jerusalem around about into Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. You'll find him saying this in the book of Romans 15 and 19. The book of Romans 15 and 19. Paul heard that heard that the unbelieving Jews in Greece, Greece planned to catch him as he was about to sail from Greece to Jerusalem. So he and his friends traveled back mostly by land. Eventually, they arrived at their destination, which is in Jerusalem. Paul was arrested. This saved his life from the Jews who were beating him up. They wanted to kill him because he preached that Gentiles could be saved apart from going to God through Israel. Now, that was very important. You know, they, Paul was beaten many times. He had it hard both ways because he got per, he got persecuted by the Jews by teaching, you know, that Jesus was alive, that Jesus was resurrected and everything. So he had, he had two issues on each side from the Jews and the Gentiles because of the unbelief on both sides. So Paul was like in the middle of that, you know. Okay. So they could not be saved. Uh, they could not be saved. Through, they had to be saved through Israel, according to the Jews, and apart from the law, the Jews believed that they were to be the channel of the blessings of Abraham to the Gentiles, and they will be when God resumes His dealing with Israel after the rapture. Okay. Paul was more than a missionary because he was the one apostolic chosen, one apostle chosen by Jesus Christ from heaven to form the body of Christ in this dispensation and this ministration and this program that he's doing now of grace. His journeys was apostolic. He long says, according to my gospel. Continue reading. After more than two years of being a prisoner in Israel under procurator Felix and then Festus, Paul was sent to Rome as a prisoner. On the way they suffered his fourth 
shipwreck, but everyone on board survived. Three days after Paul arrived in Rome under the house under house arrest, he summoned the local Jews to come hear his message. Most of them rejected his message. So Paul said for the third and final time, which you can find in Acts 13 to 46, 18 and 6, and 28 and 28. Let me, let me repeat these so you can write these down and go back to them later. Acts 13 and 46, Acts 18 and 6, and Acts 28 and 28. From now on, I am going to the Gentiles. See, these are the three times that Paul rejected. You no, know, after he was rejected, he said he was going to the Gentiles. You can find it in those books, Acts 13, 46, 18 and 6, and Acts 28 and 28. Which Paul said, from now on, I am going to the Gentiles. Paul had tried to provoke the Jews to believe that God was working through him by the sign gifts he had been given. And his preaching so that they could be rescued from eternal punishment and become body of Christ members. With Paul's decision to go to the Gentiles, signs, gifts ended. Listen to this again. But it was also the Holy Spirit compelling Paul. So when Paul decided to go to the Gentiles, the signs and the gifts ended. Now remember, signs and gifts was always only for Israel. You had a few ex uh, ex exceptions in Corinthians. God was just going that, that the reason being because they were showing that God was making a transition from the Jews to the Gentiles, so the miracles kind of transferred into the Gentiles for a short time, not until the day, but it was only for a short time. But when Paul finally went forth fledged uh, to the uh, the Gentiles, because he the Jews was in their unbelief, the signs and gifts was disappearing. They was fading away because you know those things, those signs and gifts was only used for the kingdom program under Israel's program. Okay. All right, that's what that means. That's what Mary is saying. With the decision for Paul to go, he made by the Holy Spirit compelled to go to the Gentiles, signs and gifts ended. All right, continue reading. Paul explained that the Jews stumbled at the cross when they killed Jesus, their Messiah. They stumbled with their unbelief. They then fell at the stoning of Stephen. The rejection of their last offer of the kingdom to the third person of the Godhead. Now, who is the third person? The Holy Spirit. <laughs> Excuse me. we congested again. The third person of the Godhead is the Holy Spirit. I say then, have they stumbled at the cross that they should fall? The stoning of Stephen, which they did, they, uh, the one they stoned Stephen, that was the final, that was like a blaspheme. They stoned Stephen, that was the final step because they, they, they didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation is coming to the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. Provoke who to jealousy? The Jews, okay? Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world, and the diminishing, you know, of them during the X period of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? God is not finished with Israel. He is yet to bless them. You can find that in Romans 11, 11, 12. That would, that would break down the postponement, the post postponement uh, of Israel's program that God was going to use Paul's to go uh, minister the gospel of reconciliation to the Gentiles. So you can find all in 11, 11 and 12, 11, 11 and 12, continuing, okay? In a letter, Paul recounts some of his sufferings of the Jews. Five times Paul suffered and been beaten, 39, 40 times minus one. He's 39 times he, been, he was beaten, he was whipped. 
Okay, of the Jews, five times he received 40 stripes, save one, like I said. Paul was beaten with rods. Once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, and journeying often, and perils of waters. Now he's explaining how many times he had been beaten, how much uh, suffering they have done because of his message. And perils of robbers, and perils by my own countrymen, and perils by heathen, heathen meaning the Gentiles, and perils in the city, and perils in the wilderness, and perils in the sea, and perils among false brethren, and weariness, and painfulness, and watching often, and hunger, and thirst, and fastings often, that means I was often in fasting, I was beaten, and cold, and nakedness, beside those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Paul prayed for the churches and made sure they had leaders. You find this in 2 Corinthians 11, 24, and 28. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 11, 24, and 28. If you're not really catching on what I'm reading, it's because I'm reading out of the book verbatim how she's got it written down. So it might sound a little confusing. That's, right. That's why sometimes I try to elaborate on it the best way I can and everything. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm limited because I have a really bad soreness on my tongue and everything. So I'm just, I can't really just get it out there like I could and everything like that. So, but I'll try to elaborate the best way I can. I hope you all, you know, get a, get a good understanding, can understand what I'm saying, you know. Like Paul, our pattern, we will suffer. But then Paul wrote, now reading out of a book, these are not verses I'm reading, I'm just reading out of a book. Like Paul, our pattern, we will suffer. But then Paul wrote, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You'll find this in Romans 8 and 18. Okay, as I'm reading, I'm not going to comment on everything because I want, I want to, from now on, try to read this book and let her do her own commentary coming out of her book. And that way you won't think it's me. But sometimes I'll just add a little bit and I'll just give you a little history about everything like that. But usually I'm just reading through and I'm going to let her do her own commentary so you can get the best understanding and best, you know, you know the best gist out of this book that you can because that's more important. It is her book, okay? Continuing. Paul wrote several letters. Many were to the churches he had begun. The thirteenth letter he wrote comprised the sound doctrine for the church, the body of Christ. Paul remained on house arrest for two years. Then after the hearing of his defense, Paul was released. Paul traveled to check on the churches he had begun. He may have taken his planned trip to Spain. He left Timothy in charge at Ephesus, then went to Nicopolis near Philippi for the winter. Paul asked Titus to join him after his replacement, arrived in Crete where Titus was ministering. Okay, I'm going to go through this, continue about five more minutes. I'm continuing reading. At some point, Paul was rearrested, brought to Rome, brought to Rome, and placed in a dungeon. He wrote his last letter to Timothy before he was executed. History says he was martyred, being beheaded by Nero, probably in the uh, the years of 67 or 68 A.D. Let me read that again. According to history, it says that Paul was martyred, being beheaded by Nero, probably in the years of 67 or 68, you know, 68 A.D. Paul wrote to Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. You'll find that in 2 Timothy 4 and 7. He had written down the foundational doctrine for the new creature. The new creature is the body of Christ. Remember the new creature. I always keep that. The new creature is the body of Christ. 
the body of Christ, just like Jesus wanted, okay? All right. Now, I'm going to stop right there because uh, time constraints, and I know I want to keep this at least 20 minutes, and I just want to talk to you all, but I'm going to end it right there. Remember, this is the 20th segment that's coming out of Mary, Mary, Mary and Manley's book called God's Secret. So I'm reading and I'm quoting out of her book, and once in a while, I will have some commentary. If it's not expanded in her book, I will try to comment on the best way I can, okay? So the next time we get into the uh, segment 21, we will be getting into the formation of the body of Christ. Now, this is very important that you all tune in for the formation of the body of Christ because that's why it's a lot of confusion about that today within denominational atmosphere, within the denominational church. Because when did the body of Christ come to par, you know? It's the body of Christ. It's the same as the kingdom of heaven church, you know, uh, you know, different questions like that. When did the body of Christ start? So you got, you got, you got some churches believe it was Acts 2. You got uh, some churches believe it was the end of Acts, Acts 28 and 28. You got the traditional dispensational believers. But the majority of the denominations that I believe, believe that the church started the day of Pentecost in Acts 2. And uh, then you have very little, but a lot believe that the church start in, started in 20, uh, Acts 28, 28. When it comes to uh, rightly dividers or so-called grace teachers, I don't like to put a label on me because I'm just a believer of God. You know, in Christ, it's like the rightly dividers were his word. But, you know, just to make things more plain and understandable, you have different types of dispensational beliefs. And it's all based on when the body, not all of it, but the beginning of the body of Christ as well as the gospel. Most of them believe in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4 of how to be saved. Most rightly divided and grace teachers, if you want to call them that, or the body of Christ, believe in the format of how to be saved. So that's good right there. The problem comes when it comes to Acts 2. Uh, mid-Acts between Acts 9 and Acts 13, and then you got the Acts 28 believers. Let me say that again. You have three different formats and three different uh, belief systems when it comes to dispensational, rightly divided teachers that uh, becomes a problem when you're trying to minister to someone. It's Acts 2. Some believe the church, the body of Christ, started in Acts 2, they also get confused with the body of Christ being the kingdom of heaven program, which is Israel. But that's, uh, I'll get into that some other time. But you have the Acts 2 teaching. You have the Acts, the mid-Acts teaching was between the, uh, not so much, somewhat the middle, between 9 and 13, chapters 9 and 13. You have the mid-Acts teaching. They believe Paul was saved, you know, which I agree with this one. That's why I fall in. I believe Paul was saved, you know, not the beginning of, in the beginning of uh, Acts 9, that's when Paul was saved, and then through that the body of Christ was formed. Then you got you got some dispensational believers and a lot of denominational believers, maybe, that believes in Acts 28 and 28, when the church today, you know, started for the body of Christ. So therefore, that's why you need this type of teaching, church. That's why you need to learn how to read the Bible by context. 
a context. You need to learn how to read the Bible rightly divided. You need to have to how to read the Bible slowly and get an understanding, understand this history, understand the different formats of the Bible to get a full flow of what God is saying. You must understand who God is talking to at the time that he is talking. You must understand certain things change. You must understand the format of the Bible of the word of God to understand your walk with Christ, okay? So the next time, you know, I start in section 21, I will be reading out of Mary Manley's books, God's Secret, and I will be going and starting the formation of the body of Christ. And I cannot wait to get into that. Hopefully, I, I, will, I will feel better. And I'm not physically, you know, sick or nothing like that, but I just have a certain, certain ailment that's in my tongue, you know, because of my teeth. It's got a, it's, I have a broken tooth, and it kind of uh, left my tongue sore. So I have to get take care of that tooth to get all that taken care of. But I'm not here to talk about me. I'm going to do what I have to do anyway, you know. But I just want to let you know if I sound like I'm going a little slower, that's because of the soreness that's on my tongue. But anyway, that was not going to stop me because I have listeners that's looking for this these continuations of the teaching out of uh, God's Secret by Mary and Manley, and I will continue to do that unless further notice that I just cannot talk well. You know, later on down the line, I will let you know that. But the next time, Lord's willing, when I get back into these teachings, we will be getting into Section 21, The Formation of the Body of Christ on the next teaching of the Mary Manley's book on God's secret. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Ganatano el punto. Ganatano el punto español for my Spanish listeners that's in Spain or even in the United States. This is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ. Nope, connecting the dots, but you are part of the body of Christ. I do body of Christ connecting the dots interchangeably. So excuse me if I get the names mixed up because I do have the ones that don't know. I do have two podcast shows that I do, Connecting the Dots, which is strictly Bible study for believers, mainly believers only, and I have the Body of Christ Real Talk for believers and unbelievers, two different type of shows that I do, so I want you to know that, you know, but this is strictly Bible study, you will learn how to understand the Bible, not only through me, but through di different teachers and uh, and uh, pastors that I will have on here, and mostly lay people that will teach the Word of God rightly divided and try to get you stronger and understand God's word for the newbies and the ones that's been uh, a long time in the body of Christ or in that's uh, for season saved people. Let me just put it that way. You know, this is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Thank you for listening, Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. So, for also before I leave, I always give an invitation. You know that salvation is the number one thing on both of my shows. So I always like to give an invitation for the ones that's listening that's not saved to this show because I feel that it is unbelievers. And what I mean by unbelievers is just mean you have not accepted Christ as your savior. It might sound like it's belittling, but it's not. God loves you as just as the ones that say, but it's just that you haven't accepted Christ yet, so therefore that's what the term that I use, unbelievers come in, okay, the unsaved, and I also call you curiosity listeners, because at least you are listening, that tells you you are searching, but you're not promised day, hour, or second, that's why I put emphasis on that and everything, so the way to be saved is just believe in the death and burial of Jesus Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4, how to be saved, let me, I'm glad you asked again. 
Go to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. Please, I, I say this, but I, I really want you to go there and read it. That's the gospel salvation for today. That's the gospel salvation of today. Now, you also need to understand that you're a sinner. Now, by me saying that you're a sinner don't mean you are being charged by your sins because remember Christ took care of your sins for the ones that didn't know let me let me just reiterate your sins have been dealt with according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 your sins have been dealt with if you want to hear more about that how do my sins how can I how could God already forgive me you already have been forgiven for us the sin part because God is not imputing imputing means he's not counting sins against you that does not mean let me say this clearly that does not mean that you are saved that just means that you the doors are open and you have to believe that what you have to believe what jesus done on the cross is death burial resurrection if you want to hear more about the teaching on you've been forgiven already for the unsaved i advise you to go back search back on my podcast and you will see some get some great teaching from truth time radio Trey search he breaks it down as well as me or anybody else he really a real well versed in explaining that so listen for, go out look look up Trey Cersei on this podcast you know the uh and this show is called Truth Time Radio or you can just search for his show it's not limited to my podcast go to his website it's well informed he got a verse by first breakdown verse by verse breakdown he got a lot of teaching on there Trey Cersei Truth Time Radio as well as others that I'd like to recommend on this show and I only recommend the ones that's really teaching how to rightly divide Via God's word the correct way. Okay, this is Joseph Brownlee. Love y'all of Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots finishing another segment on God's Secret. Reading now, Marianne Manley's book, God's Secret, a good book. I advise you to go to Amazon, look up Marianne Manley, and she has several good teaching books. You know, some of them I'm still, a couple of them more I still have to get. I just got First Corinthians from her, and I'm going to read that all the way through as well. You know, because as I learn, I teach, and as I teach, I learn. I'm never above learning myself because as i learned the holy spirit teaches me okay and i just let others know what i have been taught the best way i can remember there's a perfect holy spirit working in an imperfect vessel so everything's not going to be correct 100 percent all the time but remember you are responsible to study the scripture and study to show thyself approve yourselves okay don't depend on me or my guests study to show yourself approved because we can make mistakes and we will make mistakes you know not purposely but that's just part of the imperfect vessel okay god bless you all i love you all this is joseph brown connecting docs stay tuned for another segment this is segment 20 segment 21 will come in uh come up about another week if the lord's willing god bless you all. i love you all bye-bye